out of everything that goes on, there's nothing no better than God's will. Over the last couple of years, I found myself not understanding some things and, and them happening the way that they do. But if there's one thing I do trust, I trust in God's will. You know what? I may not understand it right now, but in time, I will. And I will believe and trust in God's will, that His will will be done. This morning, I want to come and talk to you about something that I believe as we as Christians and we as followers and believers of Jesus Christ, it's one of the hardest things for we to have in being able to, to call ourselves uh, soldiers for Jesus Christ and those who are out there fighting the battle and trying to expand the kingdom of God is the power of influence. I want to talk to you this morning about influence. You're either being influenced or you are influencing. If you don't think that influences has a, 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 a reflection of your life, just watch the commercials that you see on television. They are spending millions and millions and millions of dollars trying to influence you to go and buy their product. I love watching commercials and, and how they go about doing it. And one of the commercials that, I, that comes on pretty regularly uh, that really drives me crazy is these Hardee's commercials. These Hardee's commercials drive me crazy uh, because they're a little bit... Is that me? Okay. Uh, these, these Hardee's commercials drive me crazy because of the way that they are. And this past week, uh, I had someone to, to a salesman to come in and wanted to take me out to lunch. And, and so we went to lunch. We went to lunch. And uh, we want, he wanted to go to Hardee's. And so as I was in Hardee's and eating lunch, I recognized something when I was there. There wasn't but three women in Hardee's with about 15 men. And I kind of giggled and laughed a minute, and the guy that was with me says, what seems to be so funny? And I said, well, I said, as I was sitting here and I was looking around and Something that drives me crazy is this Hardy's commercial and I'm looking around and thinking, it must be working. It must be working because in Hardy's there were three women eating with about 15 men. And I said, you know what? It must be working. First come out, you know. It, it, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But... They are spending millions and millions of dollars in trying to influence you one way or the other. Millions and millions of dollars have been spent on this election to try to influence you in one direction or another. The vehicles that you buy, they're trying to sell, uh, influence you to go buy a Ford or Chevy. What's the difference? It don't, I don't really know, but they're trying to influence you between Toyota and Nissan. They're trying to influence you enough to buy their product. And we as Christians should be trying to influence the world into walk this walk of Jesus Christ. And I really truly believe that sometimes we are our own worst enemy. Because sometimes the world is influencing us instead of the, us influencing the world. 
I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but listen, this walk with Jesus Christ is hard. The absolutely hardest thing that I've ever tried to do in my life. And us being our own worst enemy is like shooting our own self in the foot. So I have looked at and asked myself a question. What are we doing wrong? Why are we losing this power of influence? God's people is supposed to be a city set on a hill that the whole world wants to follow us. And now, when you mention that you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you're looked down upon. And I think it's comes down to several different things. Not only is the world not wanting to follow the, 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 the ways of God, which is His Word, they're looking for way, other things to follow. And I've asked myself the question, am I living a life of influence or is life influencing me? Because whether or not you believe it, you are one or the other. And the greatest example that we have is Jesus Christ Himself. i got to be real careful in doing this and teaching this message this morning because one of the things that I... There is no greater teacher than Jesus Christ. And in one of the things that I want you to understand, Jesus Christ, in Him having a power of influence... Very, very, very few occasions did Jesus Christ go and seek out people to influence. Very, He did do that. But there were very, very few occasions that Jesus Christ seeked out people to go influence. There are more examples of Jesus in the Bible that I want to for you to understand here tonight is if you live an influential life, People will come and follow you. You don't have to seek those people out to try to influence. Because I, in my past experiences and walking in this walk of life, when I have seeked out in order to try to influence people, listen, they've done more of an influence on me than I have them. One of the things that I realized, I'm not Jesus. you got to realize that too. So we're going to look at Jesus' example that He's given us. This example that we're going to look at this morning of Jesus is how the influence that He had on people, that people come to Him. And I believe as we as followers of Jesus Christ, that is the example that Jesus wants us to follow. There are very few Christians that are strong enough to go out into the world and have an influence on the world. There are very, very few. There are some that are capable of doing that. But there are a lot that are not capable. But listen, you can and you are capable of influencing those around you. Those that are in your inner circle. You are able to have a power of influence. Let's look at Matthew chapter 9. I got four points that I'd like for us to look at, that I really truly believe that can help us be able to have a have, be an influence, uh, the power of influence to be able to influence people enough to come and follow Jesus Christ. Because it is so hard as us as followers of Jesus Christ 
to get people to follow God's Word. To get us to follow this straight and narrow path. And let's look at Matthew chapter 9, verses 9 through 13. And it reads as this. As Jesus passed on from there, He saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office. And He said to him, Follow me. So he arose and followed him. Now it happened, as Jesus sat at the table in the house, that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him. I want you to realize that Jesus so seeked out one. And then he went to a house, and then it said that sinners came and sit down with Him. It's very important for you to realize and catch that this morning. That they came to Him. He seeked out one, but many come to Him. And His disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to His disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Then Jesus heard that, and He said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician. But those who are sick, but go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You may be seated. Very, very important. Jesus did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Brothers and sisters, I don't know if you know this or not. But Jesus Christ one day is coming back. And you and I have got a lot of work. Because there's two things that's going to happen. Either you're going to die and go to heaven. Or Jesus is going to come back. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for either one. Don't give me an option. Because I'm ready for either one. But I do know before Jesus comes back, we as followers and believers of Jesus Christ has got a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. And I hope this morning that we can prepare you to be able to do that work. One of the first things that I ask myself in reading this scripture is... To have that power of influence, what is one thing that's got to happen? One thing that's got to happen. You know what? The first thing that I come across that I've seen about Jesus right here is you cannot influence somebody or someone that you do not have compassion for. Let's look at Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. You've got to realize, Jesus just sat down with a bunch of sinners. And the Pharisees and stuff are questioning. And Jesus went about all the cities, villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when He saw the multitude, He was moved with compassion for them. Why was he moved with compassion? Listen, because they were weary 
and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. And then listen, this is what he tells his disciples. And he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send labors into the harvest. Listen, there are no way that you and I are going to be able to influence those people that we have no compassion for. Listen, we all have compassion for different things. We all, none of us do the same thing. Some of us have compassion more for the jail ministry. Some of us have compassion for those in Guatemala. Some of us have compassion for, for the kids that's in our school system. Some of us have compassion to see people be able to, to reach their fullest potential and inspire people to follow their dreams. But listen, without compassion, you cannot influence. We see that by the greatest example of Jesus Christ. You have to have compassion for those that you're trying to influence. One of the second things that I noticed is... Uh, one of the things that we notice is we've got to know who we're working for. There are times that i got to realize that I'm not working for Wells Baptist Church. I'm not trying to recruit people to Wells Baptist Church. I'm not trying to recruit people to, to, to follow me. But to follow Jesus Christ. We've got to realize that we work for God. It's not about us at Wells Baptist Church. We just play a very small part in the body of Christ. And it ain't about what we do. It's about growing God's kingdom as a whole. And there are so many times that we get so caught up in look what we are doing. Look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. And I tell you that, brothers and sisters, because, listen, I am a prime example standing before you today that thought I had accomplished a whole lot and I had done a whole lot for the kingdom of God. And you know what God did? God picked me up and set me down right over here. And for about two years, I had to reevaluate my life. Because you know what? I had forgot who I was working for. I forgot what, what was really important. It was all about me. It wasn't all about God's kingdom. And I'm telling you that this morning because let me tell you something, brothers and sisters, that's not a funny feeling. That's not a fun place to be. Don't forget who you work for. Know that we're working in order to advance the kingdom of God. This one right here, I believe is the reason why we as believers of Jesus Christ shoot ourselves in the foot. And one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do in my life, if you would, be turning to John, 1 John chapter 2. First John chapter 2.
one of the things that I really believe is the key factor of us as believers not having a power of influence is we waver too much. Listen to what it says right here. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 5 and 6, it says, But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in Him. And He uh, he who says He abides in Him ought Himself also to walk just as He walked. One of the things I really believe that hinders us as believers having that power of influence is we waver from one side to the other. Listen, we are very guilty of telling people what it needs to, what they need to do in order to follow the, Jesus Christ and walk that straight and narrow. But when we find ourselves in the middle of it, we want to say, "Well, we God don't really that don't go with me. That don't go with me." Listen, I believe that is their hindrance that keeps us from being able to have a powerful influence for the kingdom of God, is because listen. We look around and we want to tell everybody else what to do when we're unwilling to do it ourselves. Because we think because it's our circumstance that God's Word changes. And listen, it don't, brothers and sisters. I don't have the right to pick and choose what God's Word and what God's standard is for my life. I either got to choose to walk all of it or none of it if I'm going to have the power of influence, brothers and sisters. And you do too. You do too. You don't have the right as a believer and follower of Jesus Christ for you to be able to have a, a, a life, a power of influence for you to pick and choose what's right and wrong. Because what God's Word says is right, is right, no matter who you are or no matter what circumstance it is. It is what it is. And we don't have the right to pick and choose what we choose to follow. But we do, and that's the reason why this world, when you say that you're a believer and you're a follower of Jesus Christ, they laugh and they mock and make fun of you. Because we're hypocritical. We're hypocritical. We are the modern day Pharisees and Sadducees. We want to point fingers at somebody doing something when we're just as guilty as they are. Because we waver. Listen, we'll walk this side of the pasture for a while and if we don't like it, we'll get over on this side instead of walking that straight and narrow. It is what it is. And I don't have the right and I don't have the privilege to pick and choose what I believe. It is what it is, brothers and sisters. And if you and I are going to have an influence on this world that we live in, that is the first thing that you and I have got to stop. We've got to stop that. Because we are our own worst enemy in that aspect. Because it ain't many. It ain't many people that will stand for what God's Word stands no matter what. But just because it's my, in, I'm in the middle of that circumstance doesn't give me the right to pick and choose. It doesn't give me the right. You're either being influenced or you influence them. That's the reason why this world is in the shape that it is in now. They just do what it... Hey, everybody else is doing it. It must be right. It must be right. Had the opportunity 
couple of weeks ago to, to minister to a young lady that she she was mad at her mama because she had got caught having sex with a boyfriend. And she got mad because mama pulled her cell phone away from her, pulled her car away from her, and all this stuff, and she got mad. And as we was talking to her, you know, trying to get her to understand that, you know what, these rules are set up in order to help you, protect you. And one of the things that she said that just turned me for a flip, she said, I don't see what the big deal is. Everybody's doing it. I do not know what the big deal is. Everybody's doing it. Boy, that slapped me in the face like a ton of bricks. And that's just a small emphasis. Everybody else is doing it. I don't see what the big deal is. See, right now we're so caught up on gay and lesbians, we forget about preaching not to have sex before marriage. We're trying to determine what sex we are. Listen, sin is sin, brothers and sisters. Whether you're gay or lesbian is just as much sin if you are sleeping with somebody before you marry. It's sin. Telling a lie. Stealing. Murdering. Oh, I've never shot nobody, but listen, I've hated several people before. In God's eyes, that's the same as murder. Listen, that's sin. It ain't easy. But I don't get to pick and choose that. I don't get to pick and choose that just because it's in my life. Listen, if I say that I'm going to follow and be the example of Jesus Christ, you know what? i got to walk it day in and day out. And listen, we as believers are going to have that influence because right now we're fighting and losing battle. If you don't believe that Christians are fighting and losing battle, what's the news? One of the most funniest things, and I ain't going to tell you what political party they was, but there was a church on the news that said they have doomed people for hell if they voted for a certain party. It, it is what it is. It Truly, they, they, the, a political denomination of a church doomed people for hell if they voted for a certain party. But the point I want to make is, see, this this influence that we're having on the people, it's not a good one. Because there's not very few people that are being a city real on the hill. That's living a life. You know what? That's the kind of example I want to have. You don't think the power of influence has a whole lot to do? Look at the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Brothers and sisters, the Bible says that evil company corrupts good morals. I didn't say that. The Bible did. Evil company corrupts good morals. That's the reason why it's important for you to be that influence. Not how the world influences you. The last thing that I want you to look remember, because this is the hardest one for me to remember from time to time. 1 Timothy 
Because there have been a time in my life, in my Christian walk, but you know what? I was worried about nobody but myself. Me, myself, and I. Listen, my salvation is good. My salvation is good. You old sinners, y'all on your own. I ain't worried about y'all. Y'all on your own. You either, you either get right or go on. You're on your own. All I'm worried about myself. And God showed me something. In 1 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 15. It says this right here. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. That Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the chief. However, for this reason, I have obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ may might show long-suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe in Him for everlasting life. Listen, in order for you and I to have a power of influence, you and I got to remember where, where we come from. We ain't nothing but a bunch of old sinners ourselves. We ain't nothing but a bunch of sinners ourselves. And we're no better than anybody else except by the mercy and the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's the only reason why we're any different than anybody else. And it ain't all about us. Listen, there are family members. There are friends. There are people that you work with that will die and go to hell because you forgot where you come from. You forgot that you ain't nothing but a sinner yourself. You think that you're better than they are. You forgot about that mercy and that grace that was applied to you. Been there, done that, brother. You're on your own. No, you're not. Listen, if I got to go drag you out of the fire and you come out smelling like smoke, I'll do it. Because you know what? I ain't no different. Just a sinner saved by grace. Because I was the chief of sinners. I've done many things that are contrary to the word of God. And the only difference is, is God's grace and His mercy. The only reason why I'm where I'm at today is because of my eyes were open sooner than others. And in order for you and I to have the power of influence, we can't forget where we come from. The last two I really truly believe are the two that affects us from having a very powerful impact on this society. It keeps us from being a having that power of influence. It's because we waver too much. We say one thing and we do another. And we forget where we come from. Let me ask you this question. What is the benefit of having the power of influence? Because you and I do everything that we do, we do it for the benefit. You get up and go to work in the morning because of the benefit of going to work. Because Friday comes around, you're going to receive a paycheck. That's a benefit of going to work. What is the benefit of having a power of influence? Hey, there are many people in this world looking for something to follow. They are looking for something to follow. Listen, Jesus said 
that listen, the fields are full of harvest and the workers are few. People are looking for an influence to follow. And listen, when people come to you and want to follow, they see something different about you that you're not like the rest of the world and they're coming to you're having an influence on their life. You know what opens the door? It opens up the door for you to be able to share what Jesus Christ did in your life. It opens the door. So you didn't seek those people out. Those people come to follow you because they realize something. You know, something's different about him. Something's different about her. They come to you instead of you going to them. And listen, they come to you because they're looking for something. And they see something about you that they like. And that they want to follow. And it gives you an opportunity to be able to open the door and tell them what Jesus did for you. Because you're no different. The only difference is it's about grace and mercy. And you found it somewhere than me. Because, brothers and sisters, it's God's will that none should perish but all have eternal life. And we know that through Scripture, not all are going to have it. But listen, if you and I are sitting here today waiting on Jesus' return, you know what? we got a lot of work to do because He's not coming back until the whole world has had an opportunity to hear the gospel that He's given. So are you influencing or is the world influencing you? Only you can decide that this morning. Only you can decide. As the worship team comes this morning, ask yourself this question. Am I influencing the world or am I allowing the world to influence me? And I really truly believe if you will take these four things and look at them and realize, you know what? If I have compassion for those, I can influence them. If I can look and say that I'm doing this for the advancement of God's kingdom, you can walk that straight narrow that you can say that you are a follower and believer in Jesus Christ. This is what you stand on. You will have the power to influence. You realize that, listen, I am. Give me Jesus.